welcome to Coaching with Karen, episode number 32. How's everybody doing? I'm worried about everyone. I've been hearing lots of things from people about how they're managing or not managing this pandemic, and I really just want to stop talking about it and start talking about other things, which I am going to do today. But we need to start moving towards our old life and the way it was, but with a new twist on it, I feel like things are going to forever be different and they may be different for the better because now we're going to start being more aware and we're going to start doing things differently and we might be cleaning more and maybe people won't be shaking hands as much, but um, I think a lot of things are going to cause us just to be healthier and maybe try to ease the uh, second wave that we keep hearing about a bit. So let's just um, try to keep a positive attitude about it. (laughs) So I know it's hard to do. Easier said than done, right? So today I want to talk about finding your unhealed, unidentified emotional trauma and moving past it. So I talk a lot about the um, unhealed trauma. A lot of times it's unidentified too. And that's what a lot of people don't realize that they say, well, you know, I don't, I, I haven't healed it, but maybe I don't even know what it is. So how do we find our unhealed emotional trauma, you might ask? Well, let's look at what triggers you. If someone looks at you with a mean, scary face, does that make you feel something? Just think about that for a minute. Does your heart start racing? Do you want to run away? This actually will send you into fight or flight. I mean, the mean, scary face, really like somebody madder than a bat at you. And it's got to cause some sort of a feeling within you. Or do you feel mad and confrontational? As soon as someone looks at you with that mean, scary face, do you really want to get back into their face? You really need to look at those reactions. They say a lot about what lies beneath. Now, if I hear a certain song or smell a certain scent, does that make you feel something? It makes me feel lots of things. (laughs) Certain scents can bring up memories, some good, some bad. Like when I smell scallops cooking, I know that sounds silly, but it reminds me of Christmas Eve because our family has a seafood Christmas Eve dinner tradition, and I have very fond memories of of those Christmases and as soon as we would walk into my family's house they would be cooking scallops and that just gets me all excited because that means it's Christmas Eve and it's Christmas dinner and it's gifts and all those wonderful things. So certain things can bring up good or bad memories. On the other hand, how about the anniversary of an unpleasant event? How does that make you feel? And you have to be aware of where in your body that you feel things when they occur. For me, my first reaction is my heart starts racing and then I get this weird feeling in my stomach. It just like hits my stomach like a punch. And it's not so much I have stomach upset. It goes from my heart racing and it shoots down to my stomach area. I should say my midsection. Oh my gosh, it's just an awful feeling. Like, are you ever... um, driving and then an animal runs out into the road or somebody almost swerves in front of you that initial reaction 
along with those two things, I also feel this like immediate like sweating feeling. So that's where it hits me. Paying attention to this, where is it affecting you? It's super important. Some people say, oh, I start sweating immediately or my neck starts hurting <clears throat> or my palms start sweating. What I'm getting at is that we need to be aware of our feelings and understand them. Let's just say you were teased as a child about your appearance, so you forever felt embarrassed about how you looked. And I kind of feel like that's what happened to me. There may have been nothing wrong with how you looked, but you took it to heart and let it bother you. Then you grow up and you can't seem to feel good about you. You feel less than or unworthy because you let the opinions of others of children basically shape your world oh my gosh that makes me so mad just thinking about it but that is what we do you buried it deep down and never came to terms with it so you end up carrying those feelings around with you forever like a heavy purse dragging it along you know the old analogy about uh, men drag the ball and chain dragging the ball and chain around well for women Get this picture in your head. You're dragging around all of your past like a heavy purse. Those are the unidentified feelings. Let's say that in your very first romantic relationship, when you were very young, you gave 110% to the relationship. And then you find out that your partner lied to you on more than one occasion. After that relationship ends, and you move on to another many years later, you can no longer trust anymore and you can't understand why you feel this way. Again, unidentified feelings. We don't think about it when we're in it, but that because you're so you know upset about what happened that you're not seeing the obvious. But in both scenarios, it's hard to move on with your life and find happiness. You just can't understand why you feel stuck in that spin cycle of unhappiness. Even though it might be obvious and obvious to others, it isn't while you are in it. Why? I will tell you why you feel stuck. Because you never healed the pain of the original incident. The thing that hurt you so deeply that you buried it down in an attempt to make it go away. The original incident, keep that in the foreground of your mind. That is where it all lies. And that is where we fail to pay attention to the original incident. But guess what? It doesn't go away until you address it and manage it. When we bury away those unidentified emotional traumas in hopes to never see or feel them again, which you think is a good thing to do, and it also feels good at the moment, right? Let me just bury this down. Let me get rid of it. I don't want to think about it. And I'm going to move on with my life. But when they resurface under the guise of jealousy, fear, insecurity, or low self-worth and end up sabotaging your future goals, that is when the vicious cycle begins. So let's just look at jealousy. So if you were made fun of as a kid and never felt good about yourself, that will bubble up in relationships over something so simple as your partner talking to other people, 
talking to attractive people. So you're always going to feel jealous and you might say to yourself, he's just talking or she's just talking to that person. Why do I feel this way? But it's because you don't feel good about yourself. So everybody's going to seem like a threat. As you all know, there are lots of ways to turn things around and to be strong and embrace your power. Think a happy thought in replacement of a negative one, people say. Just stop thinking those things and think new things, people say. The idea that you can simply change your thinking by making a decision is not exactly how it works. Sort of, but not exactly. We typically say replace a negative thought with a positive thought, right? Which is a good thing. Don't get me wrong. We should always do that. But to achieve permanent change, we need to go deeper. What I would like to impress upon you is that every thought, feeling, and emotion has a purpose. They are there for a reason. Most feelings have a purpose. They are useful and they are needed. We tend to not want to have feelings, uncomfortable feelings. People will run away from uncomfortable feelings like there's no tomorrow. They, yes, they may be uncomfortable and they may not be enjoyable, but they have a purpose and we need to look at them. So rather than just replacing our negative thoughts with positive thoughts, we need to discover why the thought is there and why it actually makes sense that the thought is there based on your history and experience. So, for example, it makes sense if you were abused and your thought and feeling was fear at the mean and negative facial expression by someone. Where did those feelings come from? What purpose are they serving? And does that purpose line up with our emotional growth and our goals? The purpose is to make us aware of where we were and where we want to be. Bring awareness to the problem. So what I mean is that your history may dictate that you felt abandoned or not validated or not appreciated. So your go-to feeling will be to feel jealous of others or experience the feeling of low self-worth or a host of other negative feelings. Your experience may prove that this keeps happening and happening over and over to you. I'm sure a lot of you are nodding your heads right now saying, yep, that's what happens to me. I'm in a spin cycle. I'm on a hamster wheel. It just never changes. But we tend to do is seek out and find evidence to support our negative belief. Let me just say that if you feel negative feelings and look for the negative, you will find it 100% of the time right? Don't forget that most thoughts have a purpose. Don't beat yourself up about, about it though, because uncomfortable thoughts and feelings are typically automatic survival responses based on past experience. We are evolved to avoid pain at all costs. Humans will do anything to avoid discomfort and pain, but in doing that, we are avoiding the real issue. Facing it is hard and we don't like hard. Looking it in the face and saying, you will not control me is scary and we don't like to be scared. But think about how empowering that is. You will not control me. There's nothing to be scared about. 
We don't like to step outside the box typically because the unknown lives there. And the unknown is what causes anxiety. Again, the vicious cycle continues. Just think how powerless that leaves you. So I just want to leave you with this. Anxiety is something that takes over a lot of people's lives and they just can't seem to move past it. So what do we do then? How do we move past it? We must try to love ourselves enough to start to feel safe and ultimately start to release those uncomfortable thoughts. It is a process and it doesn't happen overnight. So give yourself a break. When change doesn't happen immediately, you need to give yourself a break. We are of the culture that instantaneous responses are the norm. My gosh, if the microwave oven could work any faster, right, we would be happy. I mean, come on, you could cook something in two minutes, but still some people are like, why is it taking so long? Let's start here. Find out what you know about yourself. Find out what you like about yourself. Find out what you love about yourself. Those three things are the hardest things in the world. What you know, what you like, and what you love. We don't look at that. We try to avoid that. Those things are just not important. Nurture it. Take care of it. And grow those feelings back from where they were. Now, I always say this. And we had a lot of feelings when we were younger. We had a lot of ideas when we were younger. We had a lot of things that we wanted to have happen in our life. But it got squashed down somehow by someone or something. So I like to use my little flat sponge analogy. I've talked about this before, but the heck when I was younger and the novelty shops, they used to have these funny things. And one of them looked like a little piece of cardboard it really did look like a piece of cardboard, almost a piece of paper, and you could get it wet and it turned into a full-size sponge. <laughs> I just always find that so funny. <clears throat> Excuse me. So when you, when you get it wet and you fill it up, now it's a, it's a sponge when minutes before it just looked like a piece of paper. I want you to look at your feelings like that, that they were full and they were vibrant, but then they got squashed down like a flat piece of cardboard. But you can fill yourself back up with water, with love, with joy, and fill back up like that sponge to a full-size life that you used to have. I believe that we need to get to the root cause of an emotional trauma and find out the original incident. So the original incident is the root cause the thing that created all these thoughts in the first place. So to change your thoughts from negative to positive, you need to heal your internal emotional trauma. And identifying it is the first thing. And in turn, you will heal your life. So what are the stages of healing the emotional trauma? Number one, create a safe connection, which equals safe relationships. This is so important. Being in a co-regulated environment, which is a decrease in overall emotional stress, a feeling of stability, is so important because we need to feel safe and loved and nurtured. Does that make sense? So create a safe connection. Super important. 
Number two, validate the emotional experience, which means don't brush it under the rug. Sometimes when something very stressful happens to us, we notice that our friends and family want to brush it under the rug. Or worse yet, we try to brush it under the rug as a way to make it go away or forget about it. And don't forget, trauma festers in isolation. So if you're alone and you are not utilizing a support system, it's only going to get worse. And so if your family is or friends are the ones brushing it under the rug, they're not your people to support you in this. And it's not their fault because when people brush stuff under the rug, they don't know how to manage this or help you with it. So they want it to just go away. You know, okay, you're all better. Let's move on with life. Let's stop talking about it. That's kind of the scenario. And I'm sure a lot of you have heard that before. So you need to validate the emotional experience or you need to seek out a coach or a a counselor or someone that will help you validate the emotional experience so that you can move past it. Number three, empathize with those feelings. And we all know that empathy means to understand the feelings. Why is this important? To empathize is to understand the feelings as opposed to sympathize, which is to feel sorry for. So the last thing you want to do is feel sorry for yourself. And, you know, a lot of people need empathy rather than sympathy. So let's just say somebody you know um, is having a terrible time. And if you sympathize with them, which seems like the right thing to do, you're just feeling sorry for them. And nobody wants that. It's important to empathize with them and validate them and say, I understand what you are feeling. And sometimes just saying that is all you need to do. So if you're going to empathize with those feelings for yourself, you need to understand the feelings that you're having. And that's it. You don't need to go any further than that with number three. Number four, repair the wound. Seeing it, understanding the source, and owning it. We need to see the wound, meaning that we know what happened. We acknowledge the source, and we take charge of it and how it's making us feel. So you can't really repair it unless you can see it. So if you know what it is and you acknowledge where it came from. So for example, for me, of course, we all know I'm a survivor. So my pain came from the abusive relationship. That was the source. And when I, when I escaped, I was able to move past it because I knew that I was in this bad relationship and it tore down a lot of my structure, a lot of my inner love and joy. It squashed me down like a piece of cardboard. So what do I have to do? I have to get filled back up with love and joy and acknowledgement and all of that. I'm in control of me and I have the power to refuel and refill my life. So repair the wound, see it, understand the source, and own it. And number five, rise above or go beyond the trauma. Having the courage to say, no more. You are choosing to be happy and to leave the trauma in the past and move beyond where you were stuck. Easier said than done, right? Now I just want to say one more thing about going beyond and leaving the trauma in the past. So 
I coach on moving past your past. And yes, it did happen. And we don't want to act like the past didn't happen. The past got us to where we are right now. Good or bad, this is how it happened. And here we are. But we don't want to dwell on it and keep talking about it and keep reliving it. So moving past it means you've acknowledged it, you know it was there, and you know it got you to here. But you want to move beyond where you are. And a lot of times we are stuck where we are. So here's what you do. You have to put a plan in place. That's where we start. Knowing the goal you are trying to reach and laying out the plan to get there is how I like to coach my clients. Knowing the direction you are going makes the journey so much more enjoyable, right? Being lost or feeling stuck just perpetuates you going in the wrong direction. So I always say feeling stuck, but kind of gravitating more to saying I'm feeling lost. So when you're lost, what happens? I mean, you have to reach out, you have to seek help, whether it be a map or a GPS or a person. Like, I'm lost, help me find my way. And if you don't reach out for help, you're gonna just keep going in the wrong direction all the time, over and over. I also wanna mention that if we look for external things to make us happy and try to heal a past wound, you will never find happiness. Inner happiness is where freedom lies. So some of the external things that I'm talking about, external things cannot make you happy for very long. But here's some examples. Your external dialogue might be, if I just looked prettier, your internal dialogue would be, I would feel better. Or if I was thinner, I would be happy. If I looked younger, I could find the man of my dreams. If I had more money, then I would be successful. But rather, we should try, I feel good about myself and my life choices. And your external dialogue would be, I can be whoever I choose to be. I know I am smart and educated. I can have any career I choose. Or I have healthy relationships in my life. Therefore, I can love my perfect partner. Does that make sense? Let's look at the coaching model. So I like to use the coaching model. And as you know, it's circumstances, thoughts, feelings, actions, and results. So the unintentional thought pattern is the thoughts that just come up. The thoughts that just come flooding into your head and will cause you to do the same old things over and over. So your unintentional thought pattern will go like this. The circumstances, I have no life partner. What is your thought about that? Your thought is, it's awful and it sucks. What is your feeling? I feel sad, I feel depressed, I feel unfulfilled, I feel less than worthy. What is your action gonna be then when you're thinking and feeling this way? You're gonna avoid moving forward. You're gonna stop trying. You're not gonna reach out for help. And what's your result gonna be? You're going to be stuck without a life partner or the life of your dreams. Now, how do we turn it around? We have an intentional thought pattern. So the circumstance is the same. I have no life partner. The thought, a new thought. I am a good person. I love my life. I am confident. 
And sometimes you have to say that over and over every single day. Maybe even write it down and post it like in a spot where you're going to see it every day. I am a good person. I love my life. I am confident. Now, when you think those thoughts, you might start to feel excited and motivated and confident. Then what are your actions going to be? You're going to take massive action. You're going to go on a dating site maybe, or you're going to frequent areas where your perfect, perfect partner might be, like maybe more upscale parts of town than you've been going to, or maybe some more upscale restaurants, or maybe some meet and greets with some professionals where you're going to meet people that are more right for you. And what's your result going to be? A positive one. You're going to maybe have a few dates lined up. You might, you'll be choosing the person that's right for you, and you're maybe going to make room in your life for, for another person. You're going to start looking at things differently. So that is my advice for all of you today. And realizing and looking at your unhealed and unidentified emotional trauma is super important. And getting to the original incident is the best place to start. So I hope you all have a beautiful day and I will see you again next time. Bye-bye.